Good evening and welcome to Conversations with Crystal. I'm your hostess, Crystal, and this evening we have Ray Lautier. How are you, Ray? Very well, very well thank you, Crystal. That's good to hear, and you've had a busy day, Ray. Yeah, quite busy, yeah, uh, doing things that I normally uh, I get a chance to uh, just relax on Monday night, but it's uh, been such a big day. Mm-hmm. It's been a, a, a late, uh, a late uh, evening for me, so. Yeah. Uh, yes, here I am. <laughs> not been playing any music today at all? Uh, no, not, not, not with my hands, just listening to some music. Well, that's good too, isn't it? It sure is. Yeah. All right. So, Ray, let's dive straight into it. Um, yeah. So you've been, did you gig on the weekend? Uh, let's see. Yes, we did gig on the weekend. It was uh, yeah, we did a uh, it was a, a function for a, yeah uh, one of the um, volunteer fire units. Oh, that's fantastic! The fire is yeah. always need a bit of a hand and a and a um... yeah. Well, it was a, a, with it. Well, I figured oh, it's kind of time to give back. Yeah, you know, these guys. So it was a it was a seventy fifth seventy fifth anniversary of this particular unit. So oh wow, yeah, it's quite a good night. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay. So and that was with the band Crybabies, correct? Yes. Right. Yeah. Just while we're on that, have you had it? Uh, have you got anything else going right now? Oh, uh, let's see. Just working on a little bit of duo work with a, a good friend of mine, a bass player and a, a Kiwi singer that uh, everybody locally kind of knows. But uh, it's been a privilege to work with this guy. And uh, I asked him if he'd like to uh, do a couple of uh, gigs here and there. And he just said, sure would. So I felt honoured. Yes. Oh, uh, so that's really cool. So you can find up with him, yeah. That's really cool. I'll look forward to seeing those um, up as an event on Facebook. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, who or what was your earliest musical influence or inspiration? Wow, that's that's a really hard one to answer because I, I often think about this. Mm-hmm. There was no one really musical in my family. Like, uh, I remember uh, my older brother had a transistor radio that he would listen to every now and then. This is. Uh, back in the early 60s, I suppose, when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apart from that, there was no sort of music running around the house. So I don't really know where I got my musical influence from. But I do remember as a young, about 11 years old maybe, I was at a family function and there was this, what, what I thought was, you know, this really old guy. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was probably only in his 40s or 50s, right? But yeah. I thought, oh, this guy's ancient. But he entertained the whole crowd of us just by playing some folk songs on his guitar and, and singing along. And I just thought, wow, how cool is that? Yeah. And I remember just asking him, oh, how do you learn to do that? How do you learn to play guitar? And he, I remember him saying, if you want to, if you want to play guitar, you've got to learn chords. Oh. So yeah, so I went to my mum and said, "Mum, can I go and get some guitar lessons?" And that's where it started. And uh, yeah. what was your first guitar? Oh well, that I can't remember either because <laughs> at the same at the same function, I remember seeing this this old acoustic Hawaiian guitar hanging up on my cousin's wall, and I, I just. Looked at this, it was painted black or something. I can't remember. It was really dark. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, wow, that looks really cool. And then 
I can't remember either my auntie, like his my cousin's mother, or my parents might have bought it. it was this, I was just like, you know, a real cheapy acoustic guitar. But I held this thing and I strummed it and strummed it and strummed it till the strings broke. You know? Oh, <laughs> and a love affair was born. Yeah, so it came from there. And then, um, but then a little bit later, I um, I changed schools. And at my previous school, music wasn't an elective. Right. And um, so this is now, I'm, I'm like 12 or 13 years old. So I changed schools at that stage. And so uh, uh, music was an elective, but I was, I'd already missed out on a year or two. And, uh, but I had such fun. Um, uh, noodling on the piano and things with uh, my, the, my music friends that I sort of really asked the, the music teacher if I could sort of uh, take it up as an elective. And so she gave me some crash courses, gave me like some crash lessons on uh, all the theory that I'd missed out on yeah. in the in pre- previous year and a half. And um, yeah, that's where it comes from. So that's where my sort of musical, like, it, it wasn't something that I grew up with within the family or whatever. I don't know where it happened. I just liked it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how important do you think it is for a musician to know some theory? Because I have heard some musos say, oh, no, no, you don't need to know any of that. You just, you know, need to know the chord shapes. Myself, yeah. I think it's extremely important. What is your thoughts? Uh, well, I think you really limit yourself if you don't know theory. Like, I know a lot of music theory, but I can't sight read. So it's it depends on, like some people say, you know, knowing music is to be able to sight read. But understanding a lot of music theory and why things happen and chord, like how and why chords uh, are uh, constructed and, you know, but just the basic, basic things I think is really important to know. Like, you know... What's the 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 the, the um, distance from one note to another with the eight eight notes in a scale in a mm-hmm. major scale, mm-hmm. and and that's what formulates every, everything cycles around that. Once you know, once you understand that, then um, I found that part of it fairly easy for me because it's uh, almost mathematical. And playing yes. guitar, everything's kind of geometric, and so once you know your 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 um, intervals between notes in a scale and it transposes easy and there's not much more that you need to know theory wise yeah unless you want to start sight reading and and that's where it gets tricky and i think that's where a lot of people fall down and avoid learning anymore yes which is kind of where i went Mm Because it takes a lot of practice to sight read. So. <laughs> well, lucky for me, I learnt that when I was quite young. So. I did, did yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I wish I, I wish I did. Yes. I, I wish I did, but uh, I honestly believe that it's it's not a good thing to try and force feed kids to do it because no. they just avoid doing it anyway. So what? Yeah, you've got yeah. to have the passion for it already. You've got to want to do it. Yeah, you've really got to want to do it. And, yeah. you know, I really admire the people that, that have done that and then also have the ear for it and really go with it. You like it. And that talent stands out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have, so we've got. Having said that, I, I have heard some guitar players and I've said, oh man, what was that chord that you used in that song? Blah, blah, blah. I said, oh God. Don't tell me. Don't ask me what the name of the chord was. And I said, "Can you show me the show yeah. me the shape of the years? Yeah, there it is. There, I've got no idea what it is, but there's the shape. And so, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and and <laughs> so that's someone who can really entertain, you know, solo or with a band for, you know, as long as you want. So Yeah, I suppose. So we really yeah. have um, a lot to thank your music teacher at school for, for giving you the crash lessons and oh, for... So yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Miss, I think... Miss Molly. Miss Molly Maguire, so her name was. <laughs> oh, Mo- what, what a lovely, that'd be an Irish name, would it? Yeah, she would be. Yeah, she was only like, I don't know, like she was, uh, I was probably 14, 15 when I first started getting, you know, 30, yeah, just turning 14 when I first started getting lessons from her. So I suppose she was probably in her, if I think back, late 20s. Yeah, probably. Most teachers were about that. But really active woman, like, you know, she, you know, she ran the, you know, the little orchestra, you know, how the school has a band and, you know, there's a wind section and, you know, string yeah, section. Yeah. So, and did yeah. she teach you piano or guitar? Did she do guitar lessons or piano? No, no, she didn't. No, she just gave me music theory lessons. But okay, yeah. I was able to see, so she showed me on the keyboard and and, and that's where I probably learnt my my uh, theory, my my intervals from because yes. understanding those semitones between each, you know, the, the the shortest step with the semitone, I thought, oh, that's a fret on the guitar. And then once you learn how to tune the guitar, then I think, oh, that was two and one the same. And and I I used to play a lot of piano like chords, yeah. bass like bass lines and chords. I I knew it because I I knew how to construct the construct the chords just from the bit of theory that that she taught me. Yeah, oh, how good is that? Yeah. What about yeah. bands? What what early bands did you like to listen to? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, in the early, sorry, mid mid late sixties. So I was born in fifty six. So you know the late sixties, uh, the late sixties. I was you know, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um. I heard things like Simon and Garfunkel. My brother was listening to that kind of stuff then, and and within the next couple of years, I was starting to listen to some Led Zeppelin and Jethro Tull and Black Sabbath and Cream and oh gosh, Chuck Berry and all those kinds of things weren't really on my radar at that stage mm-hmm. because I was hearing this. Uh, these great sounds coming out of all these uh, heavy rock bands, you know, like Deep Purple as well. So yeah, that's that's where my that that as well as because uh, I had friends who had um, nice sound systems at home, which I didn't have at at my house because my, there was no music like that playing at my house. Yeah, you know, right. The most music was a radio here and there and a TV on, Mm-mm. and then. Then to hear to, then to hear some you know really good music on a, on you know nice uh, stereo system going back I'm talking late sixties early seventies well wow that was um, that was something to hold and, and the impact of that that the, the oh, audio audio impact of that that I think that drove me too because uh, it, it, <laughs> I'm digressing I suppose but That's right. I hear songs <laughs> I, I hear I hear songs and music, and and it's more the music that gets to me. But then you, every now and then, you hear a song, and the lyrics just sort of eat right at you. Yeah, exactly. And your bones, and you think, oh wow, I love that song. And it could be something that I'd never ever play, but you just hear it and go, oh wow, yeah, just makes makes you melt. So when you were listening to um, 
Led Zeppelin and and all the others. Did you ever yeah. hear? Oh, and you know Richard Clapton and all of those. Uh, Eric Clapton, sorry. Did yeah. you ever yeah. think? Ah, oh, I want to play that lick. Where's my guitar? Ah, uh, there was there was lots of that because then as a as a teenager, then uh, you know couple of us formed a bit of a garage band and, oh, cool. and yeah. in fact we played at school dances and the oh. local church hall and stuff like that too so well, that's really uh, cool so how old would you have been then uh probably 16 around around 16 yeah probably 15 between 15 and 17 it went on for a little while and it was funny because there was the the, the four of us the four of us that's that were involved we sort of started it and finished it together like we didn't we didn't have people drift in and out we sort of mm-hmm. stayed together doing it we had we had such a ball and but i suppose we had a bit of help management wise because one of the fellows his older brother said oh you know i'll help you out you know driving you around and oh good when you get stuff and you know i was into a bit of electronics and my brother was uh, by this time was um, studying electronics as well so we built our, some of our own equipment and they were very expensive to get equipment in those days. Yeah, you know, yeah, I can imagine. To get a decent guitar or an amplifier or, or a speaker box, you know, like who could afford to do that? So, And um, what did your parents think when you first brought home your electric guitar and amplifier? Oh, uh, no, you know what? They they never – was that – I, we had a it was a two story house and and, and on the the downstairs was my dad's work de- workshop and he set up an area for me. He said, right, that's where you put your gear. If you have your friends come over, that's all right. Wednesday night we go to the RSL club, so that's when you can have your practice. You know what? How good is that? <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah, Dad. It, it, it was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't have a musical bone in their body, but they just let you know, let me do it. And I suppose they saw it as, you know, healthy fun. We weren't out, you know, breaking windows and, you know, all that kind of thing. Running around crazy. That's good. How good is that? What great parents you had. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Um, I did. So out of the guitars, you prefer electric or acoustic? Um, Wow. You're asking some hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose I've got to say electric because I I am very stimulated by the the sound and vibration, so that that drives me a lot. But you know, I've got an acoustic guitar which I absolutely adore. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I found out today it's got a split. The the bridge wood is split, so I've got to get that fixed. Not happy, Jan. No, I took it in. I said, "Oh, look, uh, it just needs a bit of a service. Uh, just yep. get it tidied up, get get the relief set." And he said, "Yep, yep, yep." Then he sent me a, a text with a photo. He says, "Do you know your your bridge has got a little split in it?" Said, oh, oh no! no. Yep. But yeah, that's. Um, but it'll come back as good as good as new. Yeah, I'm I, sure it will, it will do. And and this, this guitar, it, it's like. I named it after my mother because uh, after she passed away and oh. all that, I, said, I bought that and I, and I named it after her. So and that we, guitar will never leave my side. So oh, that's whatever beautiful. It costs, whatever it costs, whatever it costs would, is what it costs. And so what is it called? What's she called? Angela. Angela, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure your mum would love that. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah I, I love my mum too. Yes, <laughs> that's beautiful. So, so your first band was a garage band. You and some friends from school got into. 
Yeah, well, one of the one of the fellows, um, I'm still in contact with him, but he's moved up to Port Macquarie. Mm-hmm. How good is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not, but he's not playing any music. But um, I know he'd like to. But I, I think I don't know. He just uh, moved away from it. He's, uh, he's quite involved. He's been retired for a little while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually, yeah, what a, what a good story he had because um, he went, It was a, one of these stories. Went from rags to riches and uh, did very well for himself. And now he travels and drives around Australia with. Um, one of the Rotary clubs, I think. I think it's Rotary, Rotary International. He goes on all these uh, um, dirt bashes and stuff with these, you know, these yurts and things that they do. Oh, that's good. Good on him. Yeah. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, good on him. All right. Yeah. yeah. And we have our fifty-third high school reunion coming up in November. Oh, do you? What school were you from, Ray? Yeah, Kingsgrove House, Kingsgrove High School. Okay. In Sydney. So yeah. you've got that coming up, have you? Yeah, now, November. Are you playing at that? Um, not this one. We did it the fortieth, mm-hmm. but this one, um, I said, look, we're available if you want us, but I don't get to speak to it. I don't. I don't get to mix and mingle. So rather than um, you know playing and not not be able to socialise, I said, oh, I, I, in fact, I don't know what the entertainment is, and I don't think there will be uh, live music as such. Oh, that'd be a shame. A band well, is always yes, really yes good. No, yes and no, because um, you know it's it is you know it's it's a it's an event where everybody sort of catches up and Mm-mm. and and it was funny. It was a pretty good school. There there were some pretty tight um, bonds made through that school, and, and a lot of them still in contact with each other. So oh, that's really good. Really yeah. good. Really good. Mm. I was just going to ask you a question. It's just slipped my mind. Don't you hate that? I'm sure I will come back to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's yeah, because I talk too much. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, I, it, it's funny. I, I've always got to ask uh, my friends, do you want the long or short answer? Because, uh, <laughs> well, I reckon the long answer is the most um, interesting one. Yeah, well, if, you, if you've got time to listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. Yeah. So after that first band, where did you go from yeah. there? Where that, when that finished up? Where yep. did you go from there? Oh, okay. Well, from there, then uh, I was married fairly early. I was married by the time I was 22. Mm-hmm. So from at that point, uh, music wasn't a big part of my life because, uh, you know, with um, children and house, you know, nesting, building a house and working hard and working on my career, music at that point really took a back seat. Yeah, right. Um, I still listen to a lot of music. Like I always had, um, you know, something, um, you know, records, you know, Bob Marley and all sorts of things, always playing. And um, the funny thing about that, because my my wife at that point, she she also played the piano. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so there was still music within the household and I had a guitar and we would sing, but there was no bands or... Okay. That it was just uh, you know noodling noodling with a few different songs here and there and but at um, least you were still playing yeah you know, at yeah least I, you didn't I'm give it up playing. yeah and then um, my eldest boy my eldest boy um, he he at when he turned fifteen or so even a little bit earlier he showed a big interest in, in um, playing drums oh. 
and he took it up and he ended up uh, leaving high school, leaving his high school to go and uh, study at the uh, Institute Institute of Music. Oh, that is fantastic. That's yeah, really he did great. That. Yeah, and, uh, and in fact, it was his it was his uh, uh, impetus that got me uh, later on uh, when he was. Um, a few years later, that he said to me, you know, Dad, you should start playing again because, you know, I know you really liked it. Da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. At this point, you know, my life was established and I had the opportunity to do it. So he invited me to a studio where he would start, uh, him and his friends were, were jamming and uh, playing and recording and I thought, oh, this is good fun. And they let you join in. How awesome is that? Yeah, a bunch, of young, a bunch of young guys. <laughs> But then again, it was my turn, see, because I, these guys were you know, early, um, they didn't have a lot of income to, uh, money to play with. They, they right. were still, you know, a couple early years of uni and stuff like that. So it was my turn to then uh, organise some equipment and do some sound work for them and yeah. get them a couple of gigs and all that. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And do they still um, gig today? Um, as Separately, yes. Um they get together every now and then and maybe record a couple of songs and um, put it out there. The, the boys that they're with, um, they mainly do, I suppose you'd describe their music as uh, Latin hip-hop. So it was really funky, uh, funky with a lot of beat with a, a, quite a bit of Latin influence behind it. Nice, nice. And, um, yeah, so they would have a percussionist as well as a drummer and keyboard and brass and oh, like nine piece that was fantastic wow so yeah they get together every now and then and put a bit of work put a bit of work together and it must make you feel really really good that your sons have taken after you musically oh yeah well uh, and what's what's even better because Chris being a drummer, every now and then they say, oh, Chris, we need a drummer. Are you, are you available Saturday night? He, said, oh. yeah, he would drop any. He would drop anything. You know, <laughs> Too drop easy. Yeah. yeah. He would say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, that, that's great. That's fantastic. And, and that, drums are in, yeah. drummers are in short supply. They're like hen's teeth. Uh, and, a good and drummer. A, a good drummer for sure. Yeah. For sure. And and he has he has like just such a basic kit like he's done that many gigs and he just said oh, I'm not cutting all that stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> but no. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't know he's just probably you know, tearing around with one cymbal and one tom and and probably know. makes it sound like a I don't know how many uh, pieces people, a drum kit has. Yeah, yeah, like he's just people just say, "Well, where's this drummer from?" You know? Yeah. I'll like, beam up and say. <laughs> That's great. So, what uh, what genre of music is your favourite? Do you like a little bit of everything, or do you like, you know, um, Aussie rock? Um, or okay, I know. Um, oh wow. Okay, so at the moment, I'm really enjoying um, uh, a lot of um, blues music, and Lovely. I do. Yeah, I went through the the disco stage, you know, the Michael Jackson and uh, all that kind of, you know, I like that. But mainly because I think, once again, it's because of the the beat and the drive that the music's got. Not so much, you know, it certainly wasn't uh, lyrics, but I went through, you know, I like reggae. Yeah. I love to play reggae. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and uh, I've got quite a few um, 
Kiwi friends and, and they play a lot of reggae. And when you hear these people, you know, get together and just <laughs> just get together in a, at a family family do, someone will bring a you know a guitar along and someone else will bring a pair of drumsticks and hit against the table and start. I think, wow. Yeah, that's make, that, that stuff music is at, awesome. Make music at yeah, yeah, how good is that? Yeah. You know, yeah. what, what strikes me about you, Ray, is that when I've seen you playing at a gig or on stage, you're always smiling and I think he's really uh, enjoying himself. Uh, well, I, I, if it, you know what, <laughs> thank you for saying that, but every now and then when I, when I – because I, I take care of uh, the – usually I usually take care of the audio equipment when we do a gig and stuff. Yeah. If something's bugging me, it really <laughs> tears at me because I can't enjoy what I'm doing because I'm thinking, oh, that thing's too loud, or I got to try and get down, and oh, where's that noise coming from? Or who said that? Or yeah, yeah. but thank you. I, it's um, and you know what? If you don't like it, if it doesn't make you happy, don't do be it music or or whatever. You know, if if you if you're doing something, I could you could be an artist or anything. If it's too much effort to get your your paints out or do all that, then and you don't like it, then it, I don't know. You, you're doing the wrong thing. So if you don't like it, don't do it. Absolutely, but it's just such a serene look on your face. I've seen and uh, I've thought. Oh, thank you. Oh wow. How thanks. wonderful is that? Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I I do love it, and and um, yeah, even songs you don't like. Right? There are some songs that we play you don't really like, but you know, you, you've when you put a, a group of people together who have a common common goal and it, and it's all happening, like you know, when four musicians play or four people, we're not even, I don't we don't even class ourselves as musicians because you know there's <laughs> there's people who can really like really lay it down, but when you have four people together that can all do the same thing and and have that one sound come out at the other end and and mm. and you make people tap and dance and move. that's um that's quite an amazing thing oh it absolutely is seeing people enjoying themselves intoxicated yeah. or not <laughs> oh, they, they, um, they don't get, well yeah they don't, they don't get too intoxicated every now and then you do but <laughs> oh no no not funny. you i mean the, the, no, no, the no, no, people yeah, enjoying yeah. your music the punters <laughs> yeah well that, that's getting back to the other getting back to that other point that you just raised mm-hmm. when, when someone comes up to you and says gosh we haven't you know my husband hasn't danced like that you know for 25 years or 30 years or something like that you think wow you actually motivated someone who was you know, would normally just be sitting there either you know either grunting or whatever and then to get up and and dance and boogie and like yeah how, how good is that like oh. you know to, to think that you've you've actually motivated them and they they've felt good. free enough to do it yeah. because a lot of a lot of people especially in their i suppose from their 50s from their 50s onwards they like they don't go oh let's just go out you know clubbing tonight no cuz there's there's almost not the facility to do that as such, but when you know they go, oh wow, listen to this band. These guys are you know having a lot of fun, and next thing you know, one or two people will get up and have a dance, and 
And you know, everybody's into it. So yeah, it's that that is really good to see when 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 that when that's happened, especially when they come up and thank you and tell you that yeah they haven't done something for twenty or thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real um bonus and really lifts you up, doesn't yeah. it? Makes it all oh, worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. Apart from getting paid, but <laughs> it makes well, it all worthwhile well, yeah, to know look, that um, you've reached uh, somebody, you know, yeah, or reached it, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As, for us, it's a, what's that, a self, self-funded hobby, yeah. pretty much yes. how it turns. <laughs> yes. So, Ray, tell me a funny story from any gig or anything funny like in the music world that you've come across. Oh, well, just something that, it's like so I said I think I, I mentioned just a little earlier I, I mostly take care of the audio um, uh, production of a, of a group so rather than have a uh, it's it's very rare that we get someone who sits out in the in the audience to mix our sound so I'm doing that doing that myself and so and and it's I I, I can't tell what the other person what the other band members are hearing. So, you know, when I, when I, I asked the drum, you know, is everything, all the levels all right? Do you want anybody louder or quieter? Yep. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And we got one, one of our, one of our other members there, you'll know him, the other bald fella. He, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he's, he's waving his arms around like during a song, he's waving his arms around trying to convey to me that something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I just after the after the show, whatever. I just say, listen, you know, forget the sign the the sign language, and during a song, don't tell me during a song what you want done. Wait till the end of the song and and tell me, you know, if you can hear something too loud or you're not not loud yeah. enough, whatever. Yeah. But the fact that he waves his arms around and makes these funny things with his eyes, well, <laughs> you know, people must think he's like he's having fun with a song or something. But I know, I know he's signaling signaling to me. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a bit hard to change it while you're um, playing guitar, isn't oh, it? Oh uh, yeah, that's right. So I don't know how the hell he expects me to do anything, you know, while you're on the fly. Oh well. But, but, yeah. Grow and another set the, of hands. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, another, yeah, another funny story though that uh, uh, that comes to mind is you know we were playing at a at a at a local pub one day and there were these two toothless women. <laughs> I shouldn't say this. <laughs> they, they were toothless and they'd been drinking a lot. And good old I don't girls. Know were, I don't know what they were fighting over, but it was like on for young and old between these two. And uh, we were trying to play this. Do, do we stop? Do we? Whatever. <laughs> what the hell are they fighting over? You know, like, uh, I don't know. Did you so, at that point become so invested in their argument you were just oh, like going through the motions of playing? I oh, know. It, it went, yeah, well, it, it went outside. So <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> we're there playing. Then, yeah, like, do we stop? And then the security guys, the guys would come running across. But, you know, like they weren't hurting anybody else, but they were pulling each other's, you know, clothes and hair. And, oh, yeah. good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. That's that's so cool. That is so cool. All right. So your current band, as we said, are the Crybabies. Now, how long have they been? To, how long have you been involved with the group, or how long has the group been going? Well, um, it's got to be um, seven or eight, probably longer. Uh, I've got to think about that. 
it was funny, yeah. Now the the groups, the, the actual band as it was, um, it did go through a little bit of a metamorphosis a little bit before I joined because there was a guitarist that was there. He'd um, he'd not, and I didn't know him, but he'd he'd passed away. So they were down one. Oh, sad. One member at that point, and they had a keyboard player as well, and um, drummers changed there was uh, i can't remember the, you know i remember the drummer yeah. but i joined them i was doing the, the they needed someone to do the sound the sound for them at um at a at a gig mm-hmm. and they they wanted it right because they had a uh, video video guy and um and they wanted to record try and record it as well so to to do a bit of a, a band promo mm-hmm. and uh, so i was just on the side there and at that point and there was only one one singer in the there was only one vocalist in the band anyway so i was uh, operating the mixing desk at that point and i had a microphone with me and uh yeah, he's he's singing away in a song and i gave him a little bit of backing vocals and he looked around and thought Where, where's, where's that, that coming from where's that voice coming from where's that coming from and then uh, the invitation came to help out and Obviously, they'd lost a guitarist fairly recently, and I, I was involved with another band as well at that point. But um, it was a little bit of a—is uh, it dichotomy the word for me to use? But it was, you know, oh, gee, do I join another band? Do I do I get involved with two bands? And anyway, I yeah, did that for a, for a little and while. And at that at that point, you know, the, the bands were only getting you know a gig every you know other month so mm-hmm. it was it wasn't a big it wasn't a big problem at that point but um we've all formed fairly good friendships so we, you know we're, we're very good friends and we, we even socialize at points so, and uh, after gigs we'll often stay back or go and have coffee or you know um, something like that together even when the women come and join us for you know, they don't come to all the gigs because sometimes they work on Fridays and Saturdays and whatever but mm-hmm. You know, when we're all together, yeah, we we have a good time, or or we travel to a country gig. Yep. Um, you know, we'll we'll stay overnight and have breakfast the next day, all as a group, and we have we have very good fun. So, to answer your question, it's probably been eight eight or nine years that uh, that you've been, been yeah. our current form than I've than I've been with them. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool, and and you yeah. you guys always look like you're having loads of fun up there. Well, we're yeah, we're we're mates. There's very little that we argue about, um, and if someone says something, or well, they only say it because it, it's in good, uh, you know, it's it's never to insult your um, ability. It's mm-hmm. just to say, oh, I don't think that sounded too good, or you know, would you mind not singing through that, or you know, something like that. So. And it comes from a good place. So yeah, we're mates, we're friends. We've been doing it long enough, and uh, and we we rehearse every week as well. So oh you dear, know, that's we, great. Yeah, we see a fair bit of each other. Most most weeks there'll be the odd week where it might be the you know footy game that we all want to stay home and watch. Or yeah, and it's harder to do things through the winter, isn't it? <laughs> um, well, well, it is, but you know what? No, it's it's only if we've had a really heavy schedule that we go. Oh, you know, like we're going to use the same set list next week, so there's there's really no, no point. point yeah, yeah. We're always we've always got a, about another five or six songs that are going through the 
through the cycle. So, you know, we go every every now and then there's another half a dozen songs that we say, right, we're ready to go with those. And so Right. So what's the song that you've played that you like the most? Oh wow. <laughs> um There's always one that you go, Oh, that song just does it for me. Well, at at the moment, uh, as as uh, like playing a song, mm. at the moment, I suppose, and funny to say this because the Eagles aren't really one of my um, favourite bands to play. Like, I don't even think I've got any Eagles on my playlists. But the song "Take It Easy," yep, uh, it's it. Uh, I don't know. Just I suppose because it the the whole song really gels. Yeah. And um, I, I like the sound of the lead. The, I play the lead in that song, mm-hmm. and I, I, I like the way that sounds. And it all comes good. But then again, gosh, there's there's lots of favourite songs, so that's really hard. Yeah, it is, that. isn't it? Is it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you gave it a good go, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to name it. Wow, that that was hard naming that. I, I, I would have never thought I would have said that, but you. You forced me. <laughs> there you go. All right. So what's the best live act or best other band you've been to see in your time? Okay. Okay. Um, overseas artists mm-hmm. um, would have been uh, Carlos Santana. Oh, yeah. That was – I saw him at Centennial Park. That was – how good was that? Mm-hmm. Um, and locally – there's a lot of good local local um, play people, but um, to make the the two the two people that I would make an an effort to go and see, and I'll, well, I'll just name one of them because I don't want to offend any of the others mm-hmm. by by not in, including them because there's a there's I'm sure there's a few that might hear this uh, podcast, but I, I so. like the yeah, yeah, young. Uh, I call him young Ray Beetle. Oh yes, right. Yep. So he he is a talent, a force to be reckoned with. And uh, I I don't. It's funny. I I saw him. He did a, a Facebook post on the weekend, and 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 he went. I think it was with his with his lady to um, an orchestral thing at. Um, I th- it could have been. I think it was the Opera House. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't the opera house, but it was with a you know a classical orchestra, yeah. And I thought, how good is this guy? Like, if he hasn't been to one of these before, and with his musical talent, uh, I don't know how much you you might have heard him from him. But yeah, I have heard his, a fair bit. Yeah. Well, with his with his talent, and it, and he would have gotten some of the. I'm sure he would have gotten some extra mojo out of mm. him. Hearing and being right in front of an orchestra like that. Yeah, oh, wow. He had something up on Facebook. I think it was only like late last week or over the weekend and I thought, oh, that's really tasty. Yeah. Uh, he's, he does I've, – I've heard his solo work, which is like uh, – Nice. Is he, is he born and bred? Well, actually, he's a Kiwi. Oh. Yeah. Funny. That's all right. Uh, Australia claims kiwis, so yeah, no, no, that's no, just no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Like all the things he's Aussie, but he's kiwi. Yeah. And um, I remember when uh, my son, my eldest son, who the drummer, the the drummer boy, mm-hmm. 
once um, he came home after school with one of his mates and said, oh, Dad, you know, we're just going to get, because our lounge room was set up, we had a, you know, a guitar amplifier and a couple of key, a keyboards and his drum kit and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, Dad, I've just got a mate home, we're just going to go and just play some music in the lounge room. I said, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And and, so, and then he came in through the front door, oh, Dad, this is Ray Beetle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, 15 Your son has good years friends. Old. Yeah, <laughs> at 15 or 16 years old. I mean, they parted, not parted company, but they, they, they didn't socialise too much. Oh, but people they drift just, apart. Mm. Yeah, and um, so, so that was that. I thought, wow, there's this young guy. I had him in, you know, he was in my lounge room playing, playing music with my son as a kid. Wow. Yeah, but I've, I've seen him live several times and... Um, I've seen him do acoustic acoustic sessions uh, at the 301's studios in uh, Alexandria, mm-hmm. which been which has been recorded. Um, yeah, and I've heard him do full live bands with keyboards and you know drummers and support guitarists. And yeah, it's all it's always great to watch a really good musician do their stuff. Uh, you yeah. know, it really, really yeah. is it lifts you up and and. You know, gets you to want to do better. Yeah, you know, to well, raise to their level. Yeah, mm. uh, he, he was he was he was playing once in the back. It was um, um at a local club, and it was um a ticketed event, only because there's the the space limit limited space in the place. Otherwise, you you wouldn't get in. Mm. But the audience was just captivated, just listening to him play. He was playing his electric guitar. Anyway, he's. He's playing something away, and the band just just drifted away, really, really, really quiet, until it was just him playing. Yeah, he was dropping his volume, dropping his volume, dropping his volume, dropping his volume, until that time it got that low. There was no amplification whatsoever, so he's just playing an electric guitar, just with the little tink, tink, tink sound that it makes. You know, yeah, the whole the whole place was just dead quiet, listening to this. Tink, 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 as he was just fiddling, noodling, noodling, noodling. And then next thing he turned around to the band and brought it back in straight away. And what, what, you know, he had everybody captivated, absolutely captivated. Absolutely. No, That's no the, talking, no nothing. They would just stop listening. And wow. That's a gift yes. to be able to do that. A real oh, gift. Like, just a gift and to connect with his audience. Yeah, yeah. That's something special. Yeah. Something yeah, special. So uh, do you have any uh, songs recorded or have you recorded yourself playing or singing? I'm, and then you're going to embarrass me, no. <laughs> 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 now, you know what the funny thing is? Look, the funny thing is I've always played in bands. I've done a little bit of solo work, but I've always played in bands and I've always kind of seen my my job is to help someone else sound good and usually it's when you're in a band it's it's the 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 front person or the vocalist that that needs the support mm-hmm. so, and i mean yeah look, I, I, i'm trying to answer the question about recording and that and so because uh, it's not myself and my own playing that 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 um drives me I don't it's it's kind of because I want to because I'm part of a part of a, a unit mm-hmm. I want to 
propel the unit forward, not myself forward, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and I think a lot of people almost not fail to see that, but it's really hard because you sometimes want to stand out, and I get that because I know sometimes I want to stand out. But mm-hmm. the, the reality is there's a front person, be it a, a vocalist with a microphone, a handheld microphone, or someone else with a guitar or whatever singing and the other musician's job is to make that person project and sound as good as they could make it sound or shoot. You know what? I love that answer because oh. there's a f- probably some guitarists I've heard, they don't have that attitude. So for you to have that answer I think is really good. Oh, well, yeah, well, look, that's that's just how it is. And and some of that, I think, comes from, like, when I do the music production side of things, when I'm, when I'm actually, because I, I do sound work for a couple of different bands as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, as a music, as a, I'll call myself a musician, as a, as a musician, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as, as a musician, when you hear too much imbalance, you, you know, you say, well, wow, you're like, you, he's really too loud or, or he's not loud enough, you know, like mm. there's not enough, there's not enough of that in there. And, you know, why is that? And so is it, you know, just a technical problem or, or the person's problem or can they hear it right? Or they're not hearing it right. Or they're just not looking at or listening to the big picture, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, that answer. And I think that's where it came from because, you know, well, we, we all want to be, you know, stars in our own right, but yeah. Um, as part of a unit, then, you know, you've all got to just do your share, not more. And actually, I, uh, I had um, my son, my eldest son, the drummer boy, went to a, um, uh, a clinic with, uh, with uh, Jamiroquai. Oh. Yeah. And um, I remember him, someone asked him something about, you know, playing, and he just said, just give the music what the music needs. Yeah. And, and that simple answer, uh, yeah, I thought, wow, that stuck with me. That stuck with me a lot. And, and probably you couldn't have said a more truer thing. Yeah, absolutely. What um, mm. strikes me, it must be because you do see it quite often where somebody in a band wants to be the standout, so their ego is rather yeah. inflated. Yeah, egos, you know, that get, gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, it's, and I think if they maybe pulled that back a little bit that they and just played, that they would be seen as, wow, look yeah. how this player's playing. Yeah. Uh, whether it be, you know, drum, guitar or whatever, it doesn't matter, or keyboards even, it doesn't matter. Um, that knowing that there is that balance you were talking about and it's, you know, it's got to all sound yeah. Balanced. A band and, and, has and, to sound and, balanced, or else it just yeah. sounds wrong, and people will lose interest. Yeah, <clears> and I, 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 many times I let less is more. So yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and like, I'd rather play. I've said this so many times. I'd rather play twenty good notes than than a hundred wrong notes. Yeah. So, um, you know, and actually, someone someone came up to me once and said, "Oh." I really like what you played in that song. I thought, oh my god! I said, that, that's all I could play in that song because I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do any more. Yeah. But 
funny thing was someone actually, you know, thought it was good and, and, and but that was the appeal that there wasn't too much put into it. Yeah, into it. yeah, you just gave mm. what it required and. Yeah, well, and you know what? That's, that's all I could give it but there there must have been like because when sometimes when you're on the fly like that, there must have been some thought into, okay, well, this is where i got to go with it because, you know, I, I only could you can only play as much as what you you can only apply as much as what you know yeah and i think and, too maybe what uh the audience hears without really knowing it's not that wow you've done this great solo even how short it is or how long it is exactly, yeah, but yeah. it's the tone yeah of you and your guitar that oh, they're that hearing but they can't enunciate that and and they don't real and I mean, um, it, it's funny what you say about tone because that that's another whole subject again because uh, mainly guitarists will get so caught up with oh I got to get this tone because uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan uses this <laughs> yes that's uh, the other side uh, of it yes there's so much of that and and you know the average punters don't want it. you know they're not there to say, oh, gosh, he sounded so much like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But no, it doesn't it doesn't need that. Even even other, when you're playing your musicians, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it happens so quickly. The live music is so quick. Um, I suppose sometimes, that, although, yes, you, you can play like you know, certain Beatles songs, for instance, you know, you've got to have that jangly, that jangly uh, uh, semi-hollow body sound that, um, you know, the Gretsch guitars had. So. With the Vox, you know, yeah. just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. That's right. And I might say Ray Beatle uses um, Vox, he's Vox uh, AC 60, I think he uses. Wow. And he, Man, he cranks I- it there. I've got an AC30 and you can't turn the bugger up past one and no, a half. He'll have it cranked. He just walks in and just turns it. He's pretty much, He's probably the only guitarist you'll you'll hear that no one tells him to turn it down because it's just so good. Oh, and he, and, that's but, good. But he doesn't play it at that, you know, that hard volume mm-hmm. throughout. But, but when he when he gives it to it, man. He really makes it sing. Makes it, yeah, make it makes it earn its dollar that it cost him. Make sure you got your hair tied. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what's coming up next for you musically? What gigs have you got coming up, or you personally? Because I remember you said something just before about, um, or earlier, excuse me, uh, about starting a duo up. So if, when are you getting that going? Where are you playing at? What are the crybabies got going on? Okay, well, Crybaby's got, we've got, we love doing the country gigs. So, you know, as soon as uh, we get an opportunity, we've got, we've got Lithgow, Bathurst coming up, Port Kembla, Wollongong. Uh, we've been up to Newcastle. Um, we just have two things. We have such a good time when we travel like that because it's, because it's a bit of an effort and often we're uh, we're staying overnight anyway. So, you know, we'll be there a bit earlier. There'll be a bit of banter and things going on before before the show and then getting set up and getting ready and then breaking it all down and travelling back the next the next morning. And and the other side of it is that the country the country audiences are just such great audiences. Not that we don't have a good time in the city, but you know any country pub that you play at, you're gonna have a good time. Oh yeah, 
They know how to yeah. rock and roll. <laughs> they know how to rock and roll. I'll just invite you, you know, they'll invite you to their table to just, you know, sit down and have a talk. And, and if they're there for a family dinner you know, before the band starts, you know, and the, you, you'll get you know, anyone in the family saying, oh, look, you know, we we won't be staying tonight, but have a good gig and, you know, you know. Yeah, how good is that? How good well, is that? Welcome to our town, yeah. Yeah. So where can – oh, so you want uh, – how about the duo act? Okay, the duo act. So um, it's it's not a strict duo because we we use a little in, – in probably – 60-70% of the songs will have a little bit of backing track going. Well, um, yep. Not, not, to too much, not too much of an extent, but it's there. Um, but the duo act, we've got a, 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 bass, a, a bass player who's, who's a, uh, a Kiwi vocalist as well, who we've all known, uh, our friend Charles, Chaz as we know him. Yep, he's magnificent. Uh, Magnificent. He, is he the and, fellow that plays the harp as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he's such a humble man, beautiful man. So, um, over the over the years, he and a few other friends we've, in fact, Charles was a bass player in in another band that uh, we've had going for a while, which is called Hold the Phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've sort of drifted um, in different directions with that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so Charles and I had the opportunity to, to do a, a duo and a trio with a, another fellow, and uh, we really enjoyed it. And we thought, oh, I'd really like to get back into that. So um, we got the invitation to play at a local uh, at a local pub. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just said, yeah, well, let's get the band back together. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's really good. I wish you all the success with that, and I wish the Crybabies continued success. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, well, we've we've got we've got no uh, no intention of um, uh, of slowing that down because we're we're all having uh, good Great fun. Time, so, yeah. so yeah. where can people look up where the Cry did? Do they have a Facebook page or a Twitter account or uh, one of those yeah, things? No, um, there is a there is a Crybabies page. It's called the Crybabies. Mm-hmm. Uh, also on Instagram as well, I think. I don't administer any of that. I just um, I, I follow the uh, <laughs> I just follow all the posts. Yep. But um, yeah, that's there. Um, and then we're usually uh, advertising advertising our gigs uh, under the under the Crybabies banner. Yep. So event um, like events made and put yep. up and shared to different um, music groups. Yes. Yeah. There's a few different music groups. I think they. Um, Parramatta, Sydney Gig Guide, and Newcastle Entertainment. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of them now. So, people, if you want to see yes. the Crybabies, look them up on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. They'll be playing. They'll be playing yeah. at a pub near you soon, I'm sure. And you yes. guys also do private gigs. Uh, we've done quite a few private gigs. Yeah, with uh, we get us. We've done uh, fifty. We even did a fortieth birthday party. Would you believe? We nice. Did, we, we got asked and they said, you sure you want us to play at a 40th? And they said, yep, 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 that's exactly the music because we, we like to hear because uh, you know, our, our genre of music probably doesn't extend much closer to the, to the 2000s than, uh, than maybe the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> so most, of it, most of it, you know, will come out of the 70s, 80s and a little bit of the 90s. Yeah, golden age. 
Yes, great <laughs> age. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but you know, I don't want some. I don't want. There's a lot of modern music I do like, but mm-hmm. I myself that's... don't listen to modern music. I I prefer. <laughs> The earlier music, like the blues music, which we yeah. both love, and you know what? Couldn't you just listen to that all day long and well, play it all day long? Well, I, I do listen to it all day long. Oh, excellent! <laughs> when I've got when I've got it on, yeah, uh, yeah, that'll range from yeah Australian to American, and it's funny you hear some some Swedish bands, blues bands playing too. Think, oh, wow. truly? <laughs> yeah, truly. yeah, it's all over, it's all over the world. Yeah, I got a. A young Brazilian uh, fellow working for me, working with me, um, was just a uh, hired labour. We were just having a casual conversation. I said, "How long you been in Australia?" Oh, just since April. We got talking about music, and then he asked me, "What sort of music do you like?" I said, "Oh, probably blues would be the first, the the first thing." And he said, "Oh, my uncle plays blues in Brazil." Small <laughs> world, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, his uncle plays guitar in a blues band in Brazil. Oh, so. that's really cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that'll, that'll be an international contact that, that might uh, get established. Yeah, well, you never know, mm. eh? You never yes. know. All right, Ray, well, I really thank you for your time this evening. You brought up some excellent things and I've loved hearing your story and, oh, you know, what you. you've got going on. I think you're a very interesting person and... I urge you. So who should people contact if they want to book the Crybabies? Just through the Facebook page or Twitter? Uh, that's probably the best way. Instagram, yep. Yeah, yeah either that, but, um, yeah, you can um, send a personal message or, or just um, put it, but no, the um, public uh, Crybabies page is probably the best way to, to, to get onto them. Yeah, okay then. That's awesome. Well, thank you once again for your time, Ray, and I hope you have a great evening and I'd love to catch up with you sometime in the future or, um, you know, maybe some of the other members of the Crybabies too. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Crystal. Thank you. Good night. Good night. That was Ray Lautier from the Crybabies. Thank you for joining us this evening on Conversations with Crystal. I am your hostess, Crystal, and until next week when we have another great guest for you, please stay safe, stay happy, stay cool, stay awesome. Most importantly, stay tuned to this channel. Good night.